Okay, uh, this is Johnny Thomas with Total Financial Health, and this is episode number one of our podcast that we're calling How to Become a Financial Ninja. So that's our, be our Financial Ninja podcast. So we are going to start out uh, talking about all things finance. Um, Total Financial Health has been a financial company that I've owned and operated. Really, I started back in 2001, um, formalized in 2007. So here we are almost 20 years later. Um, and I've gone through a lot of things and learned a lot of things from uh, many different sources about finances, and I've had a lot of mentors on, along the way. And so I want to share some of that knowledge uh, with a lot of you. A lot of you come to me and ask a lot of questions, and so I figured I'd get this down and so that we can help as many people out as possible. So what I'm going to do is introduce you to, first and foremost, a little book uh, that I wrote called Five Simple Things You Can Do to Become a Financial Ninja. So that's what this whole podcast is about, is learning how to dominate your finances. And really in the introduction to it, I, I go in and talk about some of the reasons that people struggle with financial things in their lives, right? They struggle with money. They struggle with a lot of uh, subjects about money. They get scared. Um, a lot of them go through what we call uh, final or paralysis by analysis, where they money is such an overwhelming subject to them that they analyze it to death so that then they never are able to come to grips with what uh, helps you to become successful financially. Other people go through what's called ostrich syndrome, where they figure if they can just stick their head in the sand, not think about it, that their problems will go away, or at least they can just go work and not worry about it and it'll be done. Um, another one is people kind of struggle with apathy. Honestly, a lot of people that I work with, uh, I work with uh, people that need some financial counseling or need some help on debts or whatever they need help on, they just don't care. They just figure some people figure their house is going to appreciate so they can sell later or, hey, I'm just going to live on Social Security or do whatever they want, but they just don't care. And then the last one is people just don't know where to start. Uh, so really, people, it's such a big, overwhelming topic that they just kind of, oh, I don't even know what to do. Do I start on my debts? Do I start on my retirement savings? Do I start uh, doing whatever? And so those are four big things that I've noticed that people do. And, and, and there's something that you can do for yourself to really help yourself understand some of your strengths and some of your weaknesses. First of all, start to understand personalities a bit. Um, when I was a kid, my mom had me read the Please Understand Me books, uh, the Briggs-Meyer. You've probably, if you've applied for a job, you have probably taken a Briggs-Meyer test. Um, and the Briggs-Meyer test uh, will tell you kind of what your basic personality type is. And your basic personality type uh, tells you if you are averse to organization, if you are out, if you're introverted or extroverted and those types of things. Um, and really of the four, there are eight major personality types, um, four introverted, four extroverted. And of those, so we'll just go with the four. And of those four, there really is only one that is really loves organization. Um, it's called an SJ, you know, my mom grew up, we always talked about the SJs, um, but they're the ones that love organization. And so those ones are easy to follow, but the other three kind of struggle sometimes with it. Sometimes they don't, you know, you, there are learned behaviors and things, but that there is, so one of the four personality types really loves that organization. So know your personality and know your strengths and know your weaknesses and focus on your strengths and, and then work on weaknesses one at a time, take them easy, but focus on your strengths and use it. The other one that helped me a lot is to learn that there are really 
really two types of thinkers in this world as far as getting something done. They're called top-down thinkers and bottom-up thinkers. A top-down thinker, which is what I am, a top-down thinker wants to get the whole picture of something before they work on the details. And a bottom-up person wants to get all of the details so that they can gain the whole picture. So sometimes people will get uh, overwhelmed by details because they're a top-down thinker and the details don't need to come to them first. They need to get a big picture of what they're doing. And, and detail people want all the details before they can figure out a plan and sometimes they, they are mired in the details. But learn to understand that. Are you a top-down thinker or are you a bottom-up thinker? And once you know that, then you know what you need to work on first. If you're a bottom-up thinker, hit the details and then that whole picture is going to come to you. If you're a top-down thinker like me, Look at the overall plan, get a big plan in place and then let the details take you there, okay? So that's our introduction into finances, but now let's move on to the first thing that, that, that we can do, the first of five steps that I put in this book, this uh, five simple things you can do to become a financial ninja. And the very first thing that you can do that I call, it's called getting organized. You've got to get organized and this is a big problem. So I've been doing financial things, like I said, since 2001, so 18 years. And a big, big problem, whether you're an organized person or not, is that most people are not organized in their finances. They don't know where to get started. They don't know how to do things. I'll ask them, where is this or where is that financial statement or where is this and whatever? And many don't. Remember, one of the four, so roughly 25% of the, of the personality types, likes organization and likes that routine. And so I would say roughly 25% of the clients, of the thousands of clients I've interacted with over the last 18 years or close to 20 years, only 25% of them really like to have that organization done and have everything um, organized, lined up, and they know right where it is, right? So there's only, only 25% of them. So now we need to cut, but, but getting that structure, getting that organization is what can actually deliver sanity to us. Okay. There are, there are a lot of studies, psychological studies that show that structure and routinization, meaning you create a routine in your life are what can keep us sane. Now they're not talking about, you're going to go crazy and, and whatever and end up in a mental institution. What I'm talking about is it can keep us organized. It can keep us uh, able to focus on many things that are important in our lives. And so the little bit of organization that you can do in your finances is going to alleviate so much stress. Have you ever walked into your office and there's a pile of papers and a pile of things and your to-do list is way too long and you just go, I don't want to do this. It's terrible. It's not fun, right? And so just getting organized allows you to get a game plan together so that you can move forward and get things done. So getting organized financially, what does that mean? Well, in this book, um, it's on page three, it starts. Um, it talks about the things that you need to put together financially as, as just a starter, right? There are more that you can add on and you can do. And this is just for a household, not for a self. I'm self-employed, so I have different things that I need to add to it. But this is simple. So Number one, get all your, your life insurance statements together, okay? If you're an adult and you're married, you need life insurance. The back of the book, the appendix is a total, openly, confessedly guilt trip uh, if you don't have life insurance. It's irresponsible and I'm not a salesy type, but I will push you on this one. If you are married, you need life insurance. It is so inexpensive. 
but get your life insurance stuff together. So get uh, in a life insurance, they have what's called a deck page, declarations page, deck page for short. And that has lists out what the death benefit is, what your premium to pay, make the payments on the life insurance is, when it matures, you know, all of that stuff. Get uh, It's usually just a one page thing. So get your deck page together. So that's the first thing. Second, go get all of your bank account statements from the last month. Almost every bank, in fact, I don't know a bank or a credit union that does not have an online presence where you can download your statements. Get the, uh, the checking, savings, money market, anything that is a bank statement like that from the last month, get all of those so that you know what your account numbers are, you know what uh, institutions you have accounts at, all of that stuff. I have a lot of clients, believe it or not, that have so many, they try to, I'm going to use this checking account for this spending category and this savings for this and this checking. And they, I've had people that have nine and 10 and 11 checking accounts. And we're going to get that all organized and get it so we know where we are. Get all of your, the next one, get all of your investment statements. This is 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities, anything like that that's an investment account, get the last quarterly statement or monthly statement that they have. Some of those like a 401k will have a quarterly statement. Some of those uh, like an IRA will have a monthly statement, but get that and get that together. Now let's move on to your debts. Get all of your current debt statements together. And this includes mortgages, car loans, student loans, credit cards, a lot lines of credit, Whatever it is that's not a not like utilities or groceries or a monthly expense, but it's an actual debt statement that you are paying with installment payments that either have or don't have interest. Now, this could include medical uh, collections. It could include all kinds of things like that. So get all of those, just the last statement you can find, bring those in together, and then get all of your legal documents. Get all of the titles to your vehicles, to your property, get your wills, your trusts, anything that you have like that, get those all together. And we're going to bring them all into one place because we need to be able to organize those, sort those and get them together. Now, the fun thing that's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm going to put uh, in the in the podcast page and I'm going to put here, I'm going to put a link because I'm going to have a lot of support and a lot of uh, documents that are going to help you. And one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a sample spreadsheet. It's, it's in uh, Microsoft Excel. It's a spreadsheet that will calculate what's called your net worth. Okay, so uh, worth, a uh, net worth is, it's a very simple formula. Take your assets minus your liabilities, and that's your net worth. So if your asset, the value of your assets, your home, your investment accounts, your checking, your savings, all of that, if the value of that is $500,000, and then you go and you add up your liabilities, which are your debts, and you take your principal balance. So if you owe $200,000 on your home and you owe $30,000 in a car, you add up the principal balance. If you have a $500,000 home and all of your assets add up to $500,000 and all of your liabilities add up to $380,000. So you take assets, $500,000 minus liabilities, $380,000 equals net worth 120,000. Now, some of you might be positive on your net worth right now. Some of you might be negative. I don't care where you are. You might have a high net worth. You might have a low net worth. I don't care. What I care that you know is that you know what your net worth is because that allows you to know where you are. And then if you want to go somewhere to get where you're going, you need to know where you're starting. If uh, the, uh, a financial mentor of mine 
took a picture of uh, the United States and put a star somewhere in the middle of the United States and said, where is that? I said, I don't know. It's in the United States. And I said, okay, exactly where is it? And he said, what two things do you need to know to get to that star? First of all, you need to know where you are when you start. Am I in Maine? Am I in California? Am I in Washington, Florida? And you need to know where that is. Now, getting organized tells you where you are on the map. And then finding out your, what we'll talk about in future podcasts is where do you want to go? How do you want to retire? What are the financial goals you have? That's where you find the star. But we can't get there until we know where we are. So let's get organized. That's the first step in the five simple things you can do to become a financial ninja. Because we are, we're going to become a financial ninja. We're going to figure this out and it's going to be simpler than you think. It's more emotional than you think. So we're going to take the emotions out of it. We're going to use just numbers in our finances. Because once you get the emotions out of it, you can focus your emotional uh, your emotional strength and your emotional capacity on the important things in your life, your family, your life, your career, those types of things. And so we're going to start out and we're going to get money out of the way. So this is awesome. We're going to get organized. And then we're going to talk about some other things in this book uh, that are going to help us. Uh, and we will talk to you next time.